0: Graphic design? Can you make a living at that? Three, two, one. Five, 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 five. Welcome to Design Futures, a show about what happens after design school. I'm Chris St. and my guest on this episode is Amanda Lenz. How are you? Woo-hoo. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. All right, let's do the introduction. Amanda is the founder of Lens Illustration and Design, where she works with a broad range of clients, including the ACLU of Colorado, Denver Life Magazine, Ducati, Patagonia, Starbucks. And most recently, uh, you worked on a project for Adobe and illustrated a Time Magazine cover featuring a portrait of Oprah Winfrey. And Amanda is a 2006 graduate of the University of Denver. Uh, So great to see you. Yeah, you too. And your own Zoom personalized background there. That's right. Talk about that. So what are you, what are you doing?
1: Oh, you know, just hanging out in my little pod doing illustration work. Doing, doing illustration work in your pod. What's your pod? Well, my pod right now is just a spare bedroom with my setup. But I do have a co-working space that I go to as well. Have just started going back to actually probably two days a week.
0: Roost is the is the co-working space that you go to it so is. do you is that a membership?
1: It is. So I basically rent a desk there and it's just a bunch of other creatives. And so there's developers and then there's other illustrators and then there's other designers and sometimes copywriters. Once there was even an architect, which is really fun too. So a bunch of people doing a broad range of things, but surprisingly, we overlap a lot as far as knowledge base. So that's really nice.
0: So it's like your own creative support group. Is there like a water cooler coffee talk about projects and clients and challenges of running your own business?
1: Definitely. We've even had book clubs. And obviously this year, not so much of anything, but we do get togethers and happy hours with kind of the broader creative community too. It's a good place to meet people and remember how to talk to people outside your own office, which is good. (laughs) Um, I have to (laughs) retrain myself, I think, after this year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've probably, all of us probably do like to re-socialize ourselves rather than talking through screens exactly that was one thing I that was interesting that's a little different than um, I've encountered so far with talking to uh, designers is like the use of a of a co-working space and so mm-hmm. you know is that something that you did right away when you started doing your own thing and you work out of your house or
1: yeah I worked out of my house for a lot of years actually I think I've been in the co-working space maybe five now so I think, I worked at home for a solid four years, and then mm-hmm. started working at the co-working space.
0: Yeah. Did you find a ne- you you needed to get out, or what was I the needed decision? to
1: get out, and I was really intimidated by it at first. But yeah, those are some of the the best friendships I've made for sure. So yeah, I definitely needed to get out, and I I had a feeling I would learn a lot from other people. I volunteered for AAGA during that time too, and that was really helpful. get involved with the community but on it like a day-to-day basis there was just there wasn't a whole lot of interaction with other creatives and it was just like me and my clients and the dog so i needed to kind of step Uh, out of that a little bit and
0: hard hard to bounce ideas off the dog right
1: (laughs) well good thing they think everything's great
0: (laughs) give me some food and i'll agree to whatever yes
1: exactly looks wonderful
0: (laughs) I do want to take a look at your work because I, I mentioned a few things. It's hard to not talk about Time Magazine. How did it happen? And I guess explain the uh, the project because it's a. When I was first looking at it, I was like, "Why does this say 2004?" And then I kind of read a little bit more about it. So, could you tell us about this project and how uh, sure. it came to you?
1: This was kind of a dream project all around, and I. Oddly, I had done, so let me back up a little bit. For personal work, I had done a series of portraits of women, whether it was Maya Angelou or Jane Goodall, and kind of just posted those on Instagram as a series of just women I admired. And so I had gotten more portrait work based on that personal work and another series of women, like playing cards, women writers, and so an art director from Time saw those portraits on Instagram and just emailed me and said, Hey, we're doing this big project. Do you do you want to be involved? And your person would be Oprah. So it was like, of course I want uh, yeah. be how do you, involved. And I like, you say no to that. <laughs> well, at first, you know, you check like the email and you're like, is this a scam? Yeah. Are they punking me? Who's,
0: yeah, who who's who's the jokester out there? Right.
1: And so originally it was just supposed to be a spread within the whole article and kind of show the covers within the the magazine. But then it ended up being chosen as one of the four that would run as covers. So I didn't realize that until after everything was submitted. And wow. that was pretty great.
0: That's cool. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. And so what was, um, so they gave you, they, they, told you it was Oprah and, and was there any uh, art direction was there any anything that you had to do or had to stay away from or what was the direction
1: like the art director was also kind of amazing in that she had samples that she liked of my work and you know I submitted two different I, I also needed to stay with Oprah's look at 2004 so I had kind of a limited number of image references and then kind of could look online for 2000 oprah how she did her hair and all of that and so i used those references and then kept it really simple did a couple sketch versions and presented those and this was the sketch version they went with it was a quick turn so i finished the illustration in like a day and a half and submitted it with a color cut couple different color versions but it was all just really simple like this and that's the one they went with I think they had one like small color or edit and that was it and then it ran
0: and so we're in the in the whole project were there 100 portraits that were done I believe 100, so 100 years of women is that what the
1: yeah title of the pro- think it was woman of the year of the for year. the past 100 years because during that time it had been man of the year up until Maybe even the 90s when they wow. just did person of the year. So they kind of made up for lost time.
0: So this is one that I thought very different than, yes. than Oprah. So is this for the Tourism Bureau or what was this? Um,
1: It was, yeah, basically I worked with an agency.
0: Welcome to Colorful Colorado. So this, yes. is a, this beautiful map. What was the direction on this kind of thing? Did they give you the map and like all the roads, all the... So illustrate.
1: I should send you at some point the map that was in the welcome centers. Was basically just a highway map, and it was pretty ugly. So I got that. I got a road map, and I basically got these sections that they're calling like canyons and plains and Pikes Peak wonders, and divided that out. And then I got an initial list of these different sites and icons that needed to be made. This project was awesome, but it is the most scope creep project that I've ever worked <laughs> on. And I, yeah, this project almost killed me, but I do love it. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's wonderful. I mean, so much detail. I, I can imagine it. Was it like you get an email or a call and it's like, oh, we forgot to add this landmark. And uh, what about this uh, body of water? Or was it, they just kept adding things to the list?
1: It was, yeah, it was a lot. It, I forget how many icons we started out with, but I feel like it tripled in the end. <laughs> and then, of course, there was adding all of the 14ers in there. 14ers,
0: um, you have to explain that to people who don't know what a 14er yeah. is. I mean, I lived in Colorado. We'll, we'll talk about our Denver days there. But Absolutely. What's a 14er?
1: Well, I'm forgetting off the top of my head how many 14ers are in Colorado, but a 14er is a mountain that is over... 14,000 feet, and people love to climb them. Sometimes <laughs> they love to climb all of them in a year. They're big destinations for Colorado. You had mentioned
0: when we talked previously about some illustration, some books. So this is a children's book. Yeah, right? this
1: is yeah. my first children's book. The other two are coloring books that are were personal projects that I got published. But this is the first uh, children's book. This I worked directly with the, the writer on kind of her vision and about this sloth named Aspen who's afraid to sleep by herself. Oh. So she kind of gains the courage to sleep by herself. A lot of fun research happening here about sloths.
0: They just sleep, isn't that it?
1: <laughs> they are, they're weird. they're weirdly adorable and creepy all at the same time they do have bizarre movements and joints yeah. and things, so.
0: And then yeah. these, I love these. I love I love that you put yourself in there and they're posing for them. So these are all uh, from the Adobe project? Mm-hmm.
1: So the Adobe, Adobe did something really cool this year. Obviously, they saw a need to support designers and artists. And instead of having one resident, basically, how they've done in the past, one or two, they opened it up to smaller projects and they just hired a bunch of people to do them. So I got hired to create six of these Zoom backgrounds, which I actually, again, was a personal project. I posted my personal, when the pandemic started, I created Zoom backgrounds out of my own illustration work and I just put them on my website for a free download. I also, I forget where I saw it, but right when, everything in March when everything was happening, I, I applied to this program
0: yeah, it's on their website. The Adobe Creative Residency Community Fund. is
1: Yes. So I got hired to do uh, six Zoom backgrounds for the XD team so they could have, at the different online conferences they were going to, their instructors and speakers could have Zoom backgrounds to choose from instead of just sitting in their office yeah. or wherever they are they <laughs> I th- could hide it if they wanted.
0: <laughs> so I saw on your website, you, these are zoom backgrounds, but I think there was a reference to postcards or other applications. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They made them, I made kind of a different dimension version of these for postcards and different swag. They were going to make pencil cases out of them too. I think running into when they will have physical conferences, they'll probably want to use these again.
0: I think there's a couple more here. So this one I thought was was different too. So farmer's market, local. So you're in Boulder, in Boulder, Colorado. We should mention that. And is that where you work too? You're living Uh and working in Boulder, right? Yep. And so this is for the the local farmers market, or it looks like there's a few around? Yeah,
1: this was for, well, Boulder, it covers Boulder, Longmont, Lafayette, and I think one of the ones in Denver. Okay. Um, So they reached out to me, and this one was kind of interesting because it is local and I would say a smaller budget client we really wanted to make the most of doing a custom illustration piece. This is a refrigerator magnet that shows the dates of the different farmers markets around. There were these different themes and there was like harvest and community. And uh, I think there was something like self-care. I'm forgetting the different ones this circle shows all of those together but then for social media and different applications we pulled out the different vignette i did really simple animation pieces of each of those
0: and i have this one last one that you seem to have this theme of there's lots of outdoors and i was reading in some of your bios a lot of references to being outside and nature and we've seen that in a lot of the work and it shows up here in this last one too
1: ah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Do <laughs> you remember this one? Oh, I was thinking about this project. I found my sketchbook for this that I used for this project. Also, wow, some of those vector lines pain me <laughs> right now, but yeah,
0: got to clean up some <laughs> of those. There's too many anchor points in some of those uh, some of those shapes there. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're very forgiving. Do you remember what you were doing? Yeah, I, I was doing old. a branding project for like, Yard Art.
0: Yeah, Yard Yard Art. Yard. Yard. So, uh yard art was like the flamingo and those orbs those like iridescent mm-hmm. uh balls that people put in their front yards and
1: some gnomes yeah
0: gnomes right that was the mm-hmm. other thing i remember yeah you were you had some visuals of gnomes and then there was some yeah. uh there was a sound component that i remember um oh. giving and i think i could hear a little bit and when i was trying to play yours there was uh I think just like sounds of birds or something or like um, little um you know critters critter sounds i don't know chipmunks or squirrels or right. bird sounds that, that were part of it so
1: yeah and yeah i think we, a whole calendar
0: is that what we did yeah we did something but it was um branding for like a subculture that's yes. so that's where our paths converge at the university of denver uh, which was a while ago at this point, 2006. Wow, that's that's a long time ago.
1: Almost 15 years.
0: Wow. So, give us a little bit of your backstory. Where, like, how did you get there? Like, were you always artistic as a kid, and did you have art classes in high school, middle school? What, what was your path yeah. like to get to DU, as we as we call as it's known by, not UD, University of Denver. Right. It was my DU. Yeah.
1: DU. So,
0: what, what yeah, I then? don't,
1: I don't really remember a time that I didn't kind of consider myself an artist, I just, I just drew a lot, I, and I also grew up in West Virginia, which is, to me, very connected to the outdoors, it's kind of rural. And so I think that's sort of where that started and continued in Colorado too. Yeah, my mom had a disability. So I think I just spent a ton of time drawing and I got good at it. And my parents always supported that. West Virginia had a gifted arts program along with gifted math and science kids. Mm -hmm. I got bused to a different school like once a month and that was really awesome. Then we moved to Colorado and I don't remember much about schools having extra programs there, but my mom would make sure that I would take different creative things, Mm so. Outside um, of school? Right.
0: Summer camps and after school programs.
1: Yeah, like like after school stuff. And she also kind of wasn't that shy about me taking figure drawing, which was really good. So I did that more in high school. With actual
0: nude models?
1: I don't remember if they were nude or if they were clothed, but I think there could have been a combination. Maybe she didn't know about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do remember, it might have been at DU, do you remember a student, an advisee, at some point saying, it was very astute of the student. She I can't remember what, it probably would have been a sophomore or something like that, but pretty younger, on the younger side, and, and the student said, I can't take the life drawing right now. I'm just too immature. I just know. I just know. I would. I wouldn't do well. I'm like, okay. If you know that about yourself right now, maybe you should hold off a, a semester or two. That's good. Uh, that's good to know.
1: That's so funny. Yeah. I, well, to be fair, I, so my work study for a couple of years was with Deborah Howard, uh-huh. painting and drawing professor, and I, I did coordinate all the life drawing sessions for the college on Saturdays I think and there were some people that showed up that could not keep it together I and mean, oh, it was really? pretty <laughs> pretty difficult like,
0: like laughing or just like they were embarrassed they couldn't like yes, look at the model so. yeah yeah
1: I yeah could,
0: I could see that so you did all that and then you ended up at at DU which was the program was very different than mm-hmm. kind of what you do now a lot a lot of illustrative work and illustrative typography like so at DU is electronic media arts design was Mm -hmm. the name of the program uh that I taught in for a few years that that you were a student and and so how did you like get into that kind of program and then where did that lead you right after school
1: I definitely knew that design was kind of a viable career option and it seemed like okay good I need to go on and get a degree and get a job and learn about computers and digital media. And also, I I did really like DU because I knew I needed to take painting and drawing courses as well, or even printmaking to kind of supplement the BFA program. That was a big draw to me there. I liked everything about it. I remember kind of liking the work that I saw when I visited and I did really like some of the experimental feeling of some of it too. So that's sort of how I made the decision.
0: And so when you, when you graduated in 2006, where did, did you immediately start doing illustration work or where did, where did you do right after school? And
1: in- I was interning with you and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, that! Inter- I was interning at Two Communicate, this really awesome studio in Lodo,
0: which is still around. Um, Lodo, yeah, Lodo was cool. That's a nice.
1: Was really cool. Day. Yeah. Now it's super fancy.
0: Is it? Oh yeah, it was starting to get there, I guess, when we mm-hmm. when I was there. So you yeah. did internship, you did, did some yeah. work, yeah, at Two. And K- I
1: did Lodo. illustration while I was there too.
0: What did you? Oh, you worked um, on the. Um, I remember you worked on the Aij magazine. I think the Kelly. Yeah, point. You're headed. Yeah, right.
1: I worked on that. And then I also did a uh, Salt Bay Chamberfest. Fest. Oh, right. Posters. The posters.
0: Yeah, we had some yeah. collateral material for that uh, nonprofit. Yeah.
1: And then other like editorial print work and then working. I think I worked with Hugh on some covers or something like that. Beyond that, my other first job was in Boulder. I definitely I interviewed a lot. I remember that. I think I'm probably a terrible interviewer cuz I have <laughs> interviewed a lot.
0: <laughs> That's I doubt that. That's everybody has to interview a
1: lot. <laughs> yeah. Then I got my first design job in Boulder at this small studio that mostly worked with motorcycle companies, oddly enough and mostly did print design. So I did tons of catalogs for BMW and Ducati. Some of it was kind of a little bit tipped into illustration when I could. I think I just pushed projects that looked like they could go there, there. Mm -hmm. It was great. I mean, I learned a ton about the print process and went to uh, lots of press checks in like Wisconsin. and.
0: Oh, a little travel to the little, Midwest. little
1: exotic travel. And... <laughs> yeah, exotic
0: travel to Wisconsin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we took on some kind of more boutique clients and did branding and yeah. websites for them. So we always used Flash at the time. So like right. Flash was my in with websites at the time. I worked a little bit with a developer there. So that was kind of a nice intro into that too, Mm -hmm. into those kind of partnerships. And then the company folded at the end of 2008.
0: Yeah. Like a lot of companies at the end of 2008.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The recession. And so then I was like, oh crap. So then I took a job doing print work at a big bicycle retailer who Mm -hmm mostly sold through their catalog actually looking back it was more I think the skills I learned there was more managing relationships probably Mm -hmm. than design
0: that that probably helps with what you're doing now like having your own company
1: yeah because that was mostly how to make a page look good with a thousand pieces of information (laughs) so
0: (laughs) and then soon after that you started to do your own thing I think 2011 is yeah.
1: officially
0: that's the year you
1: I did I had because that work wasn't super creative I had kind of built a side hustle of more I'd say a little bit more interesting work um, I was doing some illustration and design work for animators locally and then more kind of print and design work too but I did I did have another role with a company called, a retail company called Fresh Produce. I worked there for a while too. It's a women's brand. And that definitely uh, was a little bit more creative. I had still kind of had this side thing going and it was developing into more of a full-time thing. Mm -hmm. And originally that company had had a team of designers, but because it was still recession time, it was just me so
0: (laughs) you were the team
1: I was the team so I was like I feel like I should make a decision right and so I decided to kind of go it alone and
0: so and so you've been going it alone for nine years Mm -hmm. so what's what are the challenges there can you talk about like how you run your business um I did ask some students this semester about some some general questions and there was there was one I thought Brian Mayello says, what what are some red flags that yeah. would ever make you turn away a project or a client?
1: Well, I think all the red flags I know are because I lived through them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wow. took the I probably took the work initially and I realized it was a red flag later. I mean, there's a ton of red flags just initially if somebody even emails you. Mm-hmm. If somebody's just like, hey, I got an idea for an illustration. How much does this cost? That's a red flag because they just don't really understand the scope of their own project. Another red flag for me personally, because I do have a style now, is if I am approached and people are saying they want it to look like someone else's work. Always if they say this is hot or ASAP, (laughs) they... It's usually a red flag.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be the bleeding edge. It's, right, uh, right. It's yeah. The use of some buzzwords, right? Try to get you excited right. about it. Yeah. And so you, you run your own business, you have so do you write contracts? Uh there was a, another question, like Krista Wickman. She's how do you create contracts with clients? So do you have a like AIGA puts out templates mm-hmm. and things like There's that? Super it, helpful. Yeah. Do you did you use a template to start with and then modify it? Or?
1: Yeah, I've done that. And also I refer to the Graphic Artists Guild and I also, because they also kind of go over illustration which can be kind of tricky as far as usage rights, making sure you either put different options in for usage rights or know what the usage right is gonna be and make sure you're holding on to copyright and all of that sort of thing. So yeah, I definitely started there. I use more of an automated system now that I have pretty much a boilerplate set in, and then I tweak it as I need to. And
0: you've been able to to do this and 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 make a living for the past nine years and and pay yourself a salary. Yes. And pay the rent and right and and, and live the life that you want to have. So what is that like? Have there been like lean years? And then there's like, we hear about like having your own business, like the ups and downs and saving for rainy day and all of that kind of thing.
1: I think there've definitely been different cycles of lean years, you know, starting out. And then I feel like I built a design career that had illustration involved. And then I decided, no, I really want to try to do mostly illustration. And so It took a while to build that up again. And that's probably only been within the last three and a half years. So there have been cycles in that. And then one year I also created, uh, I worked with a publisher locally and created the two coloring books. And so those were just leaner years since I I was working on something more personally driven and not taking quite as much client work. And then there have been good years. Yeah.
0: Can you I, give us a range, you know, like 25 to 50 or 50 to 75? Like, what's what's right. your annual income? I, guess. I mean, because it's so different yeah. for somebody on your own. Like, one year might be low end, high end, but is there yeah. a kind of an average I mean,
1: that you could? I'd love the low end to be 75 and yeah. then kind of beyond there, it is good. I definitely I had. Much higher hopes for this year because it started out so strong, but it's definitely a leaner year. So (laughs) it's
0: (laughs) leaner for everybody. So it all evens out, I guess. Exactly. Um, I hear you. But
1: but yeah. yeah, So no, I don't make a ton of money. I definitely would make more if I decided, oh, I want to be a product illustrator Mm -hmm. for a digital company. Then I make a lot more. Or I think even illustrators who sell more prints and those Mm -hmm. kind of things, which are definitely avenues I'm sort of thinking about extending into.
0: So you mean like putting illustrations on, on products or, and selling, selling goods, selling, selling items. Yeah.
1: Or even pattern designers licensing Mm -hmm. artwork or, so yeah, I think there are more lucrative ways in illustration that hopefully in the next 15 years i'll get to tell you about
0: (laughs) yeah when we do uh chapter two of of this interview we'll come back. where are they now yeah the (laughs) versions of of all of these there there were a couple things i when i was researching i i found this fascinating because i've i've talked to a few done a few interviews so far and the Tao of Pooh has already come up twice and so (laughs) what i think it's funny that it's like oh, okay well yeah. I, now i need to go do i have it on my website or something you had it it might have been in one oh, of the interviews yeah, yeah 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 it, it might have been one of the interviews uh one i of think the you gotta
1: be like poo if you're if you're gonna work with clients <laughs> you
0: gotta be like poo if you're gonna yeah. work with clients yeah what does that mean like
1: i think it means you gotta like kind of roll with yeah. roll with the punches a little yeah. bit and take your time if you need to take time processing some feedback or. Um, yeah. He,
0: Poe seems like he has low blood pressure.
1: Like his right. like he's,
0: yeah, he's pretty, pretty even. Doesn't let things get to him. Right. So.
1: Yeah. So he's yeah. an inspiration. He's an inspiration. <laughs> right.
0: So I want to end with a, with a few quick questions this is the pop quiz part okay. of, of the interview okay so favorite work beverage coffee after work beverage
1: i like whiskey
0: whiskey okay yeah. well you're there are in colorado that's a yeah. blank or gridded sketchbook
1: Ooh, blank i just use the small oh, small moleskin
0: music that you listen to when you're when you're in that flow state of of just illustrating and designing and everything kind of falls to the side. Are you listening to any music?
1: I could be listening to a podcast, but then sometimes I tune out. Like yeah. then I'll have to go back and re-listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I
0: can't do that. There's too many people talking and I'm trying to, yeah. observe, so I just usually put on something else and it ends up in the background.
1: I don't have great background music or I just won't listen to anything, yeah. I think.
0: Tablet, laptop, or desktop?
1: All of them. All I. Of them. <laughs> Always start with my sketchbook. I have I mostly use have used the the desktop and my little Wacom pad until recently, since uh, Adobe came out with Illustrator for iPad, right. and I've definitely been venturing out to iPad.
0: So then the last one is ink or pixels.
1: Uh, pencil. <laughs> pencil. Yeah. <laughs> Not ink, not not graphite,
0: but but definitely
1: final output. Yeah, you gotta have some color.
0: Yeah, so so your final output is 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 digital though for most everything.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent.
0: Okay, that's all I got for today. Yay! Yay, We did it.
1: We did it.
0: Thanks so much for joining me. It was awesome to talk to you.
1: Yeah, it was awesome to talk to you too. Thanks for having me. This was was fun.
0: What do we learn from Amanda? Be open to many forms of making in your design studies or your design practice. Uh, Her interest in painting and drawing and printmaking combined with her uh, interest in graphic design has led her to this point in her career uh, where she's doing things that she really enjoys. Also 14ers, go climb a mountain. If there's one close by, go climb it. Colorado has over 50 of them. Uh, So if you're out there, lots of options. Or just go for a walk, get some fresh air. Thanks to Amanda Lenz of Lens Illustration and Design. If you have any comments or questions for me or any of the guests, please leave a comment and subscribe so you will be notified of the next episode of Design Futures. Until next time, go learn something. Your future depends on it. Thanks for listening. See ya.